Amen. How many knows that all the praise belongs to him this morning? Hallelujah. Can you look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to praise him no matter what? I'm going to praise him today. Can you look at your neighbor? Some of you aren't doing it. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to praise him. Amen.
this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. Sometimes you have to praise him because of who he is, not because of how you feel. How many has had something go on in your life this week that if you went according to the flesh, you wouldn't necessarily be praising? But we're not praising him today just because of his goodness. We're not praising him just because he's always there. But we're praising him because of who he is. Amen. Can you say amen this morning? He is a good God. He is a faithful father. We love him today.
a few quick announcements uh, for women's ministries. We will be having coffee and prayer this Saturday starting at 9 o'clock. So ladies, be here for a time of fellowship and then a, a short devotional and then a time of prayer. Uh, we will be praying over our church, over our pastor and his family uh, and over our community and over our world and whatever else that you need to bring to the table to pray about. So just be here for a time of fellowship and prayer. Also, uh, on September the 18th, I am excited about this, uh, refresh, renew, and revive our women's event that's coming up, and uh, we will start at around 10.30, doors will open at 10, and uh, we will be done hopefully by 2 o'clock. There are flyers out there in the foyer, so pick those up on your way out. This is not just for us ladies, but this is a community event for other ladies as well, so if you have friends and families family and co-workers, um, please take a brochure back there and hand that to them and invite them to be a part of this. Um, if you are coming, please register online because we need a count uh, to make sure that we have enough tables set up and then we have some uh, door prizes that we'll be giving out and all of that, some good things planned. But make sure that you register online. If you have an issue with registering online, please see me and I can register you um, for that event. If you have any questions, please feel free to text me as well or to call me. The other thing that I'm excited about following the women's event is that we will be doing a Bible study. 
and that will start on September the 26th, and hopefully will be finished up by October the 31st, and it is on Battlefield of the Mind. Most of you are, are familiar with Joyce Meyer's book. Uh, there, will be, uh, there will not be a workbook to go with that, but there is a book. So if you want to purchase the book and read through that as we study through it, that's great. It's not mandatory for you to do that because I feel like uh, I'm going to try my best to, to tailor the teaching that if you don't have the book, you'll still walk away with uh, something from that. I'm excited about what the Lord's got planned for our women. Uh, you all excite me every time I get up here and see your smiling faces and just I'm just pumped about what God's got planned for you. So I encourage you to press in even further still to him because he's got great and mighty things planned for you. Amen. Pastor Steve. A lot of exciting things going on, isn't there? Amen. So we just want to welcome you here to Calvary Assembly of God. And I do have some things to go over here this morning. Um, due to the rise of COVID uh, that we have seeing across uh, not just this state but across the world um, the luncheon that was planned for the pastor appreciation next week is canceled uh, and the reason we're doing that is for uh, the safety of you and your family uh, you know God expects us to use wisdom in that area so we're wanting to make sure that you're aware that that luncheon has been canceled um, there are a lot of prayer requests this morning before we have the pastor to come up. We need to go over, you know, we need to have prayer for um, Pastor Steve Dotson's family as he has been uh, promoted and uh, left into, and into glory into heaven with the Lord. We also want to have prayer for uh, Mark King's family as well, um, that God will bring comfort to them. We want to also pray for Sister Rosemary's son this morning as well, as he is now currently in the hospital, also with COVID and pneumonia. And we are going to have prayer for him as well. Church, we have got, um, I believe there is last days upon us. There are so many catastrophic events that we can't even begin to name, and we don't have the time here to go over everything that's going on, but there's events happening across our world in Afghanistan, there's there, there our military, our nation, there's floods, there's hurricanes, and there's natural disasters on every hand. It's just what Jesus told us, that we'd be in the days of many sorrows. But we can still look up, church, because one day our redemption is going to draw nigh. And the Lord's going to deliver us from all this, amen? He's still the God of hope. He's still the God of deliverance. And we just got to trust him and believe him. What we need and what we're going to be believing for and praying for is a mighty move of God, amen? Because when things get bad, God gets greater, amen? God's greater than all of this. And we're just going to pray before the pastor comes up. And we need just to pray over these needs and if you just can join me in your heart and in your spirit this morning before we let the pastor come up, please take these needs seriously to the Lord because if it was your family member or if it was you, you would be praying earnestly, right? So we need to pray that way this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up, dear God, right now, Lord, our country. Our country, Lord, is in a mess. Lord, it is an, a moral decline. And Father, we are praying not just for our nation. We are praying for our government. 
Lord, we are praying, Lord, for our homes. We are praying for our churches, God. As we lift these requests to you, Lord, we pray from the depths of our heart because you are the God that we call upon in times of disasters, in times of distress, in times of turmoil, God. We know that you're greater than all these things. And by faith, Heavenly Father, we're believing that you are going to bring healing. You're going to bring that revival, God, that looks like it's just a flicker, that the flame is about ready to go out. But I'm still believing in the power of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. I'm still believing in the power of the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. I'm believing in that glorification that came from the crucifixion and the resurrection. And I'm believing Pentecost is going to come back to America. Pentecost is going to come back to our churches. Pentecost, God, is going to come back into our homes in the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, we lift up prayer, Father, for the families of these loved ones, Lord, who have been graduated, who have went on to be with you. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. We don't sorrow for those, God, because they're with you in glory. But, Father, we pray for the family members. We pray for your strength. We pray for your comfort upon them, God. You are the God of comfort who comforts us during these difficult times. And so, Father, for Sister Rosemary's son, Lord, I'm still believing that by your stripes, God, we can claim healing upon him. We can claim salvation, deliverance. Lord, we're praying, God, that you would make him whole in Jesus' name as we come together as a family of God, lifting him up to you, asking you, dear God, to bring healing and deliverance to his body in Jesus name now father as our pastor comes this morning we are believing God that you have equipped him you've already enabled him and you have empowered him from up on high that the Holy Spirit now would flood this place that our ears will be open our hearts will be open to receive what the Word of God is saying to us what the Spirit is saying to the church in these days we give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor for you will be God. You're still on the throne and we recognize that in Jesus' name. Amen? God bless you, Pastor. Praise the Lord. Can we give the Lord a big hand this morning? Amen. Praise the Lord. As Pastor Steve was talking about our... Uh, you could cut this down just a little bit, Sister... As Pastor Steve was talking about our, our country and our, our nation and everything that's going on uh, in our world, how many of you believe that we are living in perilous times? And uh, I, I want to do something this morning. Uh, I, want us all to, I want us all to stand. And I want us all, um, we have a, I'm, I'm not here to embarrass him, but we have a police officer in our church. And he is our responsibility because he is our brother in Christ. Uh, it's not another church's responsibility or another family's responsibility. It's our responsibility as a, as a church, as a family, and as he's his brother in Christ, that we cover him. He's in ways harm every day he walks outside that door. And he has a family and children and uh, I know that there are angels in heaven that protect every one of us. 
And we're going to pray that the angels, every morning that he walks out that door, walks with him. And I want you to stretch your hands this way over this brother. And I want you to pray over him right now, okay? Let's all stretch our hands. Father. Lord, there's a reason that we're praying for him right now. You don't know what could have come up this week. You're sovereign, and your word is sovereign, and your spirit is sovereign, and you know everything. Father, this morning we pray over Brother Jason. God, I am asking you. It's our responsibility as a family to take care of our family. And Lord, I ask you right now, through the power and through the work of the Spirit, that Lord, you will sign a guardian angel to walk with him. Lord, as he walks out of that house and puts his hand on that steering wheel of that vehicle to go to work, that God, you will watch over him. And you will protect him. And you will keep him. And I bind every evil force of hell of anyone or anything that would try to come against him. And God, by faith, I believe that you got your hand upon him as he watches over our towns and our communities and he serves. That God, you got him in your arms. And we pray for every police officer and every rescue worker and every hospital worker and every nurse and every doctor. We pray, God, over our whole hospital and all of our rescue units. God, we pray over our men here that keep our church safe. And God, I ask you by faith through the power and the work of the Holy Spirit that, God, you protect them and watch over them. And Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a hand this morning. Praise the Lord. Please keep him and the rest of our officers and people that work at our hospitals, and just please keep them all in prayer. Amen. How many of you glad to be in the house of the Lord uh, this morning? Okay, thank you for that golf clap. Amen. How many of you glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There's different ones that are, I know Dale had texted me, he's got some family members that are sick, continue to remember his wife in prayer, and Brother Wayne, there's just so many uh, that's got a lot going on in their life. Pastor Steve had mentioned uh, Pastor Steve Dotson, he was a close friend of mine, he uh, is the reason actually that I am in the, the Assemblies of God, and I thought the world of, of him, and he had a, a couple children and some grandkids, so... Uh, he was a presbyter for years in our district. So if you would, I ask you to please continually uh, keep that family uh, in, uh, in your, in your uh, prayers. Uh, how many in your life there is times that you just need a, you just need a breakthrough prayer? I mean, you just need a prayer... Uh, for a breakthrough that you got something going on in your life. You know, there's, there's different types of prayer. Uh, there's the Father's prayer. There's the prayer of praising 
praise and worship. Um, there's the prayer of thanksgiving. There's the prayer of petition and uh, intercession. Uh, there's also the spiritual warfare prayer. But there are times in our life that there are certain issues that come up that we just need a breakthrough prayer. Now, there's times that we pray that we go to the we go to the Lord, and we ask the Lord, Lord, is there uh, something that I am that I am missing? Is there something that I'm not doing? Is there something that you can show me that maybe I can that maybe I can do? Uh, and the Lord will show that to you. The Lord will reveal it to you. And, and you go in that direction and your prayers answer. But there's times in our, our, our life, uh, you know, I heard this saying one time, pray, uh, work like it all depends on you and pray like it all depends on God. But there's times in our life that we come up against things in our life that we literally need a breakthrough prayer that nothing else will do in the circumstances that we are facing but a breakthrough prayer. Now, a lot of times in our life, that's not the case. We don't need a breakthrough prayer every time. But there are certain times in life, and there's been a few in my life, that I needed a breakthrough prayer. I needed God to come. I mean, God, if you don't come through that's like our sister just said, that's it. I mean, if you don't come through, it's not happening. And so I want to grab a, a, a scripture in the Old Testament. And it's a story about King Jehoshaphat. It's a little, kind of a little lengthy, but just bear with me this morning. Because we're going to walk through this story, and I want to just slow down a little bit and teach. And I want you to walk out of here my, my goal is for you to walk out of here this morning using these principles because you might not need a breakthrough prayer right now, but there's going to be a time in your life that you're going to need it. And, and you're going to need to know how to pray to get that breakthrough prayer. And so I, I encourage you to take notes. If you didn't bring a piece of paper and pencil this morning, uh, Maybe put your notes on your phone. As I say before, God help you if you're making your grocery list but, or texting somebody but uh, texting somebody or, or playing on your phone. But uh, just please take, uh, take these few notes this morning. The story comes out of 2 Chronicles chapter 20 in verse 2 through 4. is the very first part of this uh, breakthrough prayer. And I want to encourage you and, and let you know that as we walk through this by faith, we're asking the Holy Spirit to help us. And I, I want to stop a moment. I normally never do this, but I want to stop a moment and pray. Father, I thank you this morning. Father, you know my, my goal and my ambition as a pastor is to feed these precious sheep this morning. That God, that when they walk out of here, that they had an experience with, with you. And they had an experience with your word. And so, God, I'm asking you, Holy Spirit, that you will just shepherd us this morning. Because there's ones here that they need a breakthrough. God, they've been praying and the answer has just not come yet. And they need a breakthrough. So, Father, you laid out these things in the Word of God in this story to show us and to help us 
reach that breakthrough prayer in our life that we need. And Father, we thank you and the authority of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Second Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 2 is where we're grabbing our passage of Scripture. The Bible says that the Moabites and the Amorites with some of the Midianites came to war against Jehoshaphat. Has the enemy ever came in your life and you knew that you were in war with something that was bigger than you? That you knew that this time the devil meant business. And he meant to take you out in whatever that situation was. So the war came against Jehoshaphat. Some of the people that were around him come and told Jehoshaphat, the war, the, 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 the enemy, the Moabites and Amorites, Midianites, they are already close. They're near. I mean, you've, you've come in that battle and you say, the devil's right at my back doorstep. And Jehoshaphat said he was alarmed. And Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord. Look at the very first thing he does. And he proclaimed a fast for all of Judea. The people of Judea came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judea to seek the face of the Lord. Every town and every city of Judea came together for an old-fashioned prayer meeting. Now, we have lost, I believe, the sense of the old-fashioned altars. Now, how many of you older generation or maybe the younger generation can remember your, your moms and your dads and your aunts and your maybe your uncle uh, that when problems came, they at every church service headed to the altar. Come on. They, they, headed, they headed to the altar to, to seek God. They didn't come to the altar to, to seek a worship team or to seek a pastor. Ladies and gentlemen, they came to seek God. Because they knew that the preacher and the worship team couldn't get them the answer. It was God. And say they honored the tabernacle. They honored God's house. And they said that we've been in there before. And we've had a touch of God in the tabernacle. So we're going to where we've been touched before. And we're going to seek God. So the very first thing we see this morning as taking notes, make prayer our first move, not our last resort. Because the first thing that you and I do when the enemy comes massively at us to attack us, we, we start grumbling, we start complaining, and we start feeling sorry for ourselves. But the very first thing that Jehoshaphat did was they said they sought the Lord. Now, if there was just the Moabites coming against Jehoshaphat and Israel, I believe they could have won the war. 
But they were three superpowers coming against them at one time. You know, we might be able to stand up against China by ourselves. We might be able to stand up just against Russia, maybe. And we might be able to stand up just against one other superpowers. But you start bringing other superpowers against the United States of America, we're not going to win. Amen? And the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And when he comes, he comes with superpowers. How many of you had the enemy to come to you and it seemed like all hell is coming against your life? But the story tells you and I that to get a breakthrough prayer, the very first thing that we do is seek the face of God. Verse 4 said, and they came from every town, every city in Judea, and sought the Lord. Why did they seek the Lord? To get the will of the Lord. Lord, what is your will in the circumstances that we are facing? Look at what happens next. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 5 through 9. Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly among all the people. The leaders stood up and said, Lord... Are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the nations. Power and might is in your hand. And there's no one that can stand, there's no one that can withstand you. Our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants or the enemy of the land before? Didn't you do it before, God? How many of you, God has worked a miracle in your life. He's did it before, but he did it again in your life. Your people Israel and gave it over forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend. They have lived in it. They've built sanctuary for your name, saying, If calamity comes upon us, whether sword of judgment, plague or famine, may I add, whether COVID, Racial issues or riots, political tension, no matter what we face. I added that. We'll stand in your presence before this temple. We'll go to the house of God on a Sunday morning and we'll worship. It bears your name and we'll cry out in our distress and you will hear us and you will save us. The second thing that this story teaches us is to remember that if God has did it once, if, if he's did it once in your life, can I assure you he can do it again? Can I remind you to keep reminding yourself if he delivered you once, He's going to deliver you again. God got you out of that last mess you were in. God healed you that last time you were sick. God saved you from drowning in that last issue that was about to take you down. My God is faithful. Let me remind you in the sanctuary this morning if he did it once. He is going to do it again. He knew in advance that you were going to have cancer. 
He knew in advance that you were going to have to go through that divorce. He knew in advance you were going to have that family problem. He knew in advance you were going to have to deal with that boss. He knew in advance you were going to have that deal with that sickness. He knew in advance you were going to have a wayward child. But he still came through. And he's still going to come through. And he's going to be faithful again. He was faithful the last time. And he's going to be faithful this time. Mark chapter 11, 24 says, Jesus said, when you pray and you ask for something, believe that you've received it and it'll be given to you what you have asked for. But you say, wait a minute, pastor. I got to thank God in advance for what he's going to do in my life? Yes, if you thank God in advance, if you thank God, excuse me, after it happens, that's gratitude. But if you thank him in advance, that's called faith. God, I thank you for healing me. I thank you for financially taking care of me. You did it once, and you're going to do it again. How important it is that right in the midst of the battle that you raise a thanksgiving to God for what he's already done in your life. Look at that. I, I wrote this down. One preacher said, if God tells you to go after Moby Dick in a rowboat, take the tartar sauce with you. You're about to have a fish fry. <laughs> the second thing is, that's why Jehoshaphat stood up in the, in the assemblies of Judea in Jerusalem, the temple of the Lord, and said, we will stand in the presence of God and give thanksgiving. You know what I want us to do? I, I want us to stand right now. Honey, just a little something on the keyboard. I'm not done, so don't get don't 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 act like you're going to dinner quite yet, okay? Some of you said, Praise God. There our pastor, there has a miracle happened right in the midst of us. If you're able, I don't know what you're facing right now, but we're going to do just like Jehoshaphat did, just for a second, and then we're going to sit back down. But we're going to, we're going to thank God for our past victories. Okay? Just for a minute. Let's do it. Father, I thank you for whatever God's done for you, you personally say it. God, I thank you for healing me of cancer. Lord, I know I'm facing this, but I turn around and I thank you for that. And God, we want to just portray this Old Testament story just like Jehoshaphat did. And we want to thank you in the assembly together of all of our past victories you've brought us through and God we want to give you glory and we want to give you honor and we want to thank you and we want to give you praise let's give the Lord a hand amen you may be seated praise the Lord which takes me to the third point 
this morning. I can ask God for a breakthrough because the battle belongs to the Lord. The battle belongs to the Lord. Second Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 12, it says, For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. Have you ever come up with something in your life that the enemy is attacking you, that you feel like that you are just wore out? I mean, you're just tired. You're just wore out mentally. You're wore out physically. You're wore out in every way. And he said, we do not know what to do. Are you looking at something this morning that you just don't know what to do? I mean, you, you just don't know what to do. So I, I don't know what to do about this family issue. I've, I've, I've prayed, but I, I just don't know what to do. I, I don't know what to do about these kids. I, 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 don't know what, I don't know what to do about this issue. I just don't know what to do. We don't know what to do, but our, our eyes are upon you, Lord. Come on, church. I'm trying to get down to where every one of us live. When we are attacked by the enemy and we need a, a, like a, a spiritual breakthrough, the enemy does everything he can to get our eyes on our circumstances and everything that's surrounding us. But Jehoshaphat said, we got to stay focused here. That our eyes are upon you. All the family stood before the Lord. And then the Spirit of the Lord said, this is what the Lord says to you, do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. Can I tell you this morning, do not be discouraged of the circumstance that you are facing. For the battle is not yours, but it's the Lord's. Tomorrow, march down against them. You, you will not have to fight this battle. Listen, take up your positions and stand firm and see the deliverance of the Lord will give you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow and the Lord your God will be with you. The three Hebrew children, you faced the fiery furnace. But the battle wasn't yours. It belonged to the Lord. Daniel, you were in the lion's den and you faced the lion. But the battle wasn't yours. It belonged to the Lord. David, you faced the giant. 
but the battle wasn't yours. It belongs to the Lord. Maybe you're facing cancer this morning, but the battle is not yours. It belongs to the Lord. Maybe you're facing some issue in your life and you need a breakthrough prayer. Listen to me loud and clear this morning. The battle doesn't belong to you. The battle belongs to the Lord. The big question is, what is our part? If the battle belongs to the Lord, what is our part? There's a little phrase that's in verse 17 that, that jumps out to me. And it says, the, the, the Lord showed me this. It says, tell us, take up your positions. Take up your positions and stand firm. Now, don't, don't miss this. Don't miss this. Take up your positions and stand firm. Pastor, what is my position when there's no way out of this battle but a breakthrough prayer? What is my position? Your position is four things. I'm going to give them to you real quick. You've got to seek God about the battle you're facing. You've got to quote scripture over what you're facing. You've got to fast concerning the situation that you're facing. And you've got to worship concerning the battle that you're facing. Why? Your part is that because it builds your faith. Stand firm, for the deliverance is on the way. The fourth thing is, is 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 18. Jehoshaphat and all the people of Judea and Jerusalem fell down and worshipped before the Lord. Early in the middle, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, Judea and the people of, Israel, uh, people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God. You will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets and you will succeed. Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing unto the Lord and praise him for the splendor of his holiness. As they went out ahead of the army saying, Give thanks unto the Lord for his love endureth forever. The fourth thing is, which means, put your praise in the forefront of your battle. That was, I had one to say amen. You know how important it is that we put our praise in the forefront of our battle? That when we are facing one of the hardest channel, channels, one of the hardest challenges in our life that we find a place to worship. Do you know how, how important this is? It must have been extremely important. Can you imagine our military saying that we got to go fight Russia and I'm going, we're going to go, we're going to load up, uh, we're going to load up five or six worship teams from some churches and we're going to take them with us and we're going to worship before we go to battle. I mean, we probably should, our, gov our government, well, we need to put some worshipers in the White House, let me say that. Church, it's extremely important that we put our worship before our answer ever comes. Before our answer ever comes. Why? Because this is telling God, 
listen, God, I'm, I'm praying. I'm seeking your face first. And I'm giving you thanks for what you've already done. And I'm putting my worship in the forefront. And lastly, look what happened. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, it said, as they began to sing and praise and worship, the Lord sent ambush. You can't see it. This is the problem. You can't see it with your natural eye. But when you're faced with the enemy coming after you and attacking you, you can't see it with your natural eye. But when you worship, the devil hates worship. We all know that. The enemy hates worship. And if you will worship in the midst of your problems and your troubles and the issues that you're facing, if you will worship, God will send angels on your behalf to drive that enemy away. You, did, did, did you hear what I just said? If you will worship during the time that you're going through these crises in your life and you will seek the face of God and you will spend time worshiping upon the behalf of you being God's child, He will send in angels to, pour, to push back the enemy forces of hell away from you. But your part is to worship and then God will do His part. But you've got to do your part. You've got to do all you can. You get in your prayer closet and you worship. And if you will get in there and do your part, brothers and sisters, God will do His part. He, you're, the enemy is not going to be driven back if you don't do your part. you got to do your part. you got to get in your closet and you got to worship and God will drive back the enemy. And look at what He does. He sent ambush. The battle belongs to the Lord against the men of, uh, of Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judea. And they were defeated. They were destroyed. When the men of Judea came to the place that overlooked the desert, they saw all the dead bodies lying on the ground. No one had escaped. And they found among them, look at this, so much plunder that it took three days to Collect it. They didn't have to fire a shot. They didn't have to pull a sword. Because the battle belongs to the Lord. They did their part of meeting in the sanctuary and praying. They did their part of seeking God. They did their part of ask, thanking God for what He'd already done. They did their part going before and worshiping. The last thing, this is important, write it down. Your God will not only deliver you, but He will bless you. Not only God will deliver you, sister, from cancer, but He's blessed you. Hey, Amen, can we all say he said, he said, listen, he said, and they took all the plunder. The Bible says it took them three days to go around and gather up all the riches that these armies had. Not only did they win the battle, but God blessed them. 
Can I tell you? I'm tired. This week as I was working on this message, Pastor Steve, Brother Dale, I'm tired of fighting my own battles. I get wore out fighting these battles. I got to get to a place, and we got to get to a place in our life. How many of you wore out fighting your own battles? And on the other, on the other side of the coin, you're saying God's got it, but really, you're 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 trying to fight it yourself, right? Yeah, human nature. Yeah, that, yeah, that God. God, you're gonna do it. You're gonna deliver. Yeah, 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 yeah. I approach the scripture and I quote it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just going at it as hard as you know. I come from a Pentecostal church. I'm beating the altar and I'm just praying and yada yada. I get up and I'm tired than I was when I got down. I mean, how many times has that happened in my life? But this week, God said, "I'm bringing a freedom to you. It's a battle's not yours. You, Kevin, you got to seek my face." You've got to worship me, and you've got to thank me for what I've already done. And then you're going to have to walk away, and you're going to have to say, God, I have did everything that you've asked me to do. That was my part. That's the part in the story that I, that I play. That's my part. But when I do my part, you're going to have to walk away, and you're going to have to say, the battle is yours, Lord. I've prayed for my wayward kids. Some of you are going to have to say, I keep praying for these kids, and I'm praying, and I'm I'm fasting, and I'm seeking God, and I'm thanking God for them, and I'm worshiping them, I'm worshiping, and then I'm going to get up off of my knees, and I'm going to say, God, I love them, but you got them. Lord, I love them, but you got them, and you're bringing them home. You're bringing them home. They're getting saved. They're going to get saved. I'm not going to quit praying. I'm not going to quit worshiping. I'm not going to quit thanking you. I'm not going to quit going after you, God. And the battle belongs to you. And you are going to save my kids. I don't care what they've been involved in. You're bringing them home. You're bringing them home. This battle's not mine. I don't know how you're going to do it, God. I don't know if they're going to have to lose their job. I don't know what's going to happen to them. But I know what. The battle's yours. And you're bringing them home. And you're going to work all of this out. Not only that, I'm going to let you go, I promise. But they might end up being missionaries. They might end up being pastors. They might end up being worship leaders. They might end up being school teachers, doctors, lawyers. I can go on, but God, they're going to affect your kingdom. They might be living like hell now, but it's not over. It's not over. It's not over. Let's stand. Uh, let's bow our heads and let's bow our heads in prayers. The worship team comes and I want to uh, I want to say this because this could hit one person and it could hit all of us. 
Sometimes you may get down to pray, and um, the enemy just continually brings back your past. Before we pray, I want to remind all of us, I want to remind all of us, this came to me where I I heard this quote this week and I, I felt like some people needed to hear it. Your past does not define who you are. Your mistakes, listen, somebody get this. Your mistakes in life does not define who you are. Come on. Your mistakes do not define who you are. Because we all have made mistakes. (laughs) I've seen Ruth back there, a woman who's been in this church for almost 45 years that we love dearly with all our heart. She said, you got, you got that right. Amen, church? Don't you dare let your mistakes define who you are because that's not who you are because that's not who God says you are. Let, let, let's pray. Father, Lord, I love the sheep that you have allowed me to pastor. I love them. From the smallest baby to the oldest one. But God, ultimately, ultimately, they don't belong to me. They, they, I love them and love shepherding them. But God, they ultimately don't belong to me. They belong to you. They're yours. And so this morning, God, I give them, as we leave here, back to you as they leave today. And I am asking you, Lord, that God, some of them needs a breakthrough prayer this week. God, I am asking you that you will reach down. And Lord, I I, want to... I would like to just stay with them the rest of the day. They might not want to stay with me, but I'd like to stay with them the rest of the day because I love them, every one of them. But God, whoever needs a breakthrough prayer this morning, would you please, I asked as being their shepherd, I talked to their head shepherd, and you will give them a breakthrough, God, soon and very soon, and that you will bless them. And God, that you will face will shine upon them this week and keep them from all danger and harm. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. Let's sing just one course. We got a, just a minute or two before we leave. Let's sing one course and then you're dismissed.